Hey everyone and welcome to Play Me Some of That, episode 153. It's our first and more regular all talk episode. Today we'll be doing nothing but talking for the complete 50 minutes of the show. So I hope you're buckled in for a great show. Um, first of all, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about why I started this podcast in the first place. I want to tell you it was because I felt that there were not enough outlets for the type of music that I like. This includes power pop, um, baroque pop, uh, country music of sorts. Um, things that just fell beneath the wire for most of the common listeners. And I felt that I could provide some uh, syntax as to that uh, complicated matter. You know, when I started it, I thought, okay, maybe a few people would listen. But it's turned out to be far more successful than I thought. Um, I was just looking at my stats today, and I was noticing that I had an average of about 30 downloads per podcast. So I started checking into why that might be. Um, basically, I think that some of it might be some sort of automated download uh, stat that just comes about from, oh, I don't know, iTunes or something. But I noticed, yes, the uh, last week we did that um, special show with Root Road and we got 59 downloads on one day. So that was pretty cool. So actually, if I look over here at our downloads, however, I look at our total uniques, we only got 41 for the Root Road episode, but we got a lot of back downloads. Um, our Ha 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 episode was 65. Our Fond Farewell one was 66. So we got a lot of people thinking, oh, a great new show that's canceled. So the views went down that previous week um let's see our yipes episode has 87 downloads so that's pretty cool um i wonder what were the what did we play on that show i'm just gonna pull up my uh stats here on the old website and uh kind of see what we got to go on here so um let me see our posts I bet it was just right there. I could have gone there. All right. Um, Yipes episode. That was when we played. Come on. Oh. Brandy Carlisle. Oh, it was just C's. Jeremy played a Hawkwind song. That probably cranked up our lessons right there. Um, After Your Heart Gets Broken at 74. Birthday Bash Blast got 83. So, just gradually throughout the show's history, I think we've gained listeners. We average about 50 per episode, whereas in those early episodes, we gained... It's weird because, like, the first 10 episodes, I've got about 30 listens each. Then it goes way down for a long time. Until you start naming episodes. Right. If we get to episode A Bridge Too Far, only 19, but three episodes later, Come On, Come On, Part 4, at 48. And then we just kept going up from there. My top albums of 2017 had 80 listeners, so that was good. We got 99 listeners on one episode there. That might be our only... No, I did see one here that was over a hundred um, views. Sort them. There it was. Um, episode. Oh, that's is. So I have this song, "Love So Pure," in my podcast uh, library, and I used to have that on my Tumblr page. So that means 104 people visited my Tumblr page. So my parents have come into the room, and uh, I'm going to break it down by state here. 
Now, in my home state of Illinois, I have 113 um, people, I guess, unique, unique listeners, 68 of which are in my hometown, Peoria. <laughs> my hometown is Bloomington. It says Peoria slash Bloomington, so I guess they cover a, a wide area in the central Illinois. Yeah, we do have the most listeners in Phoenix. Which we do have a State Farm uh, in Phoenix, which is where I work, and sometimes I do mention my podcast at my work, so that may explain that. Although we don't have anyone from Atlanta, I have 22 listeners from Georgia, 23 from Texas, but 166 from Arizona. Why? How could that be? I guess time, time can tell. Um, as for countries, what other countries do we have? Um, where's the uh, list view? Okay. We got seven in Brazil. One from Russia. France, five. 28 from the UK. Mostly in the southern UK area. Um, we have seven listeners from the southwest of England. But who are they? We may never know for sure. Yorkshire. 18 from Greater London. Zero. Oh, East Midlands. So once upon a time in the East Midlands. <laughs> yes. So in Greater London, we have 18 listeners. Um, Australia, what do we got? A couple listeners out in Queensland. Oh, if I click table view here. There we go. U.S. 1,082. China, 32. Canada, 28. UK, 28. Alright, that's a, probably enough of that stuff. I know you're kind of bored by statistics, and uh, that's definitely what I was just talking about. So, hopefully you're not too scared off by them stats. Um, so I wanted to kind of talk to you next about Kind of what some of the good music I've been listening to lately. Um, let's pull up my iTunes real quick and take a look at some of the albums that I've played over the last few days. So if I sort by last played, all right. First up, okay, of Montreal. So uh, there was a sale at Polyvinyl uh, over a few weeks ago, and so. I picked up the vinyl copy of, of Montreal and their second album, The Bedside Drama, A Petite Tragedy, on vinyl. So that's very cool. Um, this album I really like because of its, um, its very uh, light and just kind of... I guess I can probably play a clip. You know, just very light guitars, violin slightly off key. Um, is that a theremin? And just the song. This is Honeymoon in San Francisco. Just a very good sound. I, I really enjoy that um, sound. Before that, um, I listened to this. Phil Keegan and Rex Paul album, and this was kind of cool because um, it features some of the best Phil Keegan songs. Um, let's see. So like this track, Nothing Can Separate Us, it's just a great song. Um, Sort of got an 80s feel to it.
that's good stuff. Um, I was listening to this, the Knickerbockers album, the Challenge Recordings. This is good uh, 60s pop. You know, the Knickerbockers did that song, Lies. But this is all their Challenge Recordings, 80 tracks and all. And uh, they kind of got pretty wild there at the end. So that's very cool to hear. Um, that's out on uh, Sunday's records, which Sunday's has started putting a lot of their stuff on Bandcamp. So I've been picking that up as I go. So before that, uh, Super 8. They have a brand new album called Backers and Maracas. I really enjoyed this album um, because it's just good, jangly sort of pop music. Um, and I've, it took me a while to get into these guys because they're a little, you know, loose, I guess, with their sound. But I have really come to understand and enjoy their music, so kind of good stuff. Um, then I listened to this, The Condors, their album Joy de Vivre. That's really good, kind of rock and roll. Um, that's from the, uh, what is their names? Then before that, uh, we had oh yeah, some Sir Douglas Quintet. Uh, this was a Texas band, 60s and 70s, I think. Um, kind of just jammy, uh, pub rock type stuff. So it's good, but it's not my favorite. Um, okay, then Gang of Four. They had... A brand new album called Happy Now. I'm not super thrilled with the latest Gang of Four uh, stuff. They're kind of, I don't know, too political maybe? I don't know. Too much uh, angular rock, punk. Uh, Mike Dunn and the Kings of New England. This was, as I was going through my, you know, cataloging all my CDs, I dropped by Mike Dunn and the Kings of New England, and uh, they gave us this album, Sundowner, and uh, I had never heard it before, so I checked it out. And it's basically what this sort of acoustic uh, or... Rock, sort of Americana style stuff. Oh yeah, before that I heard Walter Martin. Um, he has this album called We're All Young Together. And I really found out about Walter Martin um, from the film Missing Link, where he has a song at the end. Um, I really like that song from that movie, so I observed, or I researched him. Realized he was one of um, in the Walkmen. I think he's left the band since the beginning, but he was on like their first couple albums, and now he's gone solo. So I've been getting into all of his. He has four solo albums, so this was one, and I really enjoyed it. It's a children's album, but you know it's great music. Doesn't matter who it's for, right? Then we have Brian Stevens, um, Burning Factor. Again, this this was something I think someone on one of my mailing lists brought up. Uh, he kind of had an album that everyone loved from about a decade ago. And this is his new album. It's not quite as uh, pop-based as the first. He's kind of gone in more... Um, experimental directions but it still has some great tracks on it and uh, it's cool that he's still out there making music um, the new respects 
yeah so this was uh from our last episode root road they gave us the new respects and i downloaded that album because it sounded so cool so and i it was as cool as i thought it would be and i quite enjoyed it We got one track here by Tommy Lorente, the French power popper. And so it's Ta Musique des Sauvages. And it's just great, more rock music from Tommy Lorente. Uh, before that, we've got B side with the clock is ticking. Um, B side is the Kai Dansberg sort of more boy bandish stuff, I guess. He really likes boy bands, so I'll give him that. And so it's kind of this sort of music. Not my favorite, but Kai Dansberg's pretty cool, so I guess I'll let him get away with it. And then the aforementioned Missing Link. I got the whole soundtrack, just it has that one song by Walter Martin. But a great score by Carter Burwell. Kind of a... It's got your sweeping themes and some kind of western sort of action movie music that fits the film and is fun to hear. Uh, what else do we have? Alright, Brad Marino has a new album just he's from the connection i played him many times on this show and uh he has a brand new album called extra credit which is super great and i love this song broken record um, so check that one out as you can Um, then I got this song from Nadoka Kirishima. She's a Japanese artist. I did a recent order through uh, CD Japan. They were having their clearance sale and couldn't help myself, so I bought a bunch of cool stuff. And this I loved because it's kind of... Most of the Japanese music is very, like, solid and... Um, professional, you know, not prof just well put together, I guess. Like, well produced to the T. And this is kind of a looser production style, and her voice, it's not just, you know, singing super strong over everything. So, I kind of enjoyed that, you know, breakdown of what you got there. Then I got a Best of Julie London compilation record here. Uh, just kind of gotten into the music of Julie London over the past few years. Mostly after I saw the film The Girl Can't Help It, where she appears as a ghost in the film and sings one of her big hit songs. So I thought that scene was great, and I just... I love old music anyway, so check that out. That was a cool album, indeed. And then, I think, lastly, I'll just bring up this Aloud track, because I think we're caught up from here. Um, actually, no, we're not caught up at all. This is the new track by Aloud called Children of the Divine. Um, it's a cool song. And uh, should check it out. So here we have Jimbo Mathis with Incinerator. You know Jimbo Mathis from Squirrel Nut Zippers. And this was another great album of his sort of bluesy country 
rock. Then we have the identical sons here with weak-minded. Um, the identical sons are kind of this cool indie rock band from Ohio. <laughs> and, uh, or I guess they come across from different parts of the country together to make a band. Um, the song No Vacancy um, is very good. So you should check that out. Then I found out late that there was a a new Don't Stop or We'll Die album. I really like this song, Party All Night Until 10 p.m. Just good goofy rock from that group. Great goofy group. Then we have a band here called the Decibels, not to be confused with the DBs. They have a cool album called Seen Not Heard. Again, just great power pop. So I think that's basically it. Caught up on the latest music I've been listening to. So that's pretty cool. Um, what else do I have to tell you? So television, movies, etc. Let's go with the movies. I recently went to see Hellboy, which I was very concerned about that it wouldn't be good. People kept saying it was bad, so I said, hey, I don't care. I love Hellboy. Let me see what the movie is like. So we went to it, and by we, I mean me and my brother, Jeremy. And I really thought it was okay. It wasn't fantastic, amazing, awesome, but it wasn't as terrible as people kept seeming to say. So um, I recommend... If you like Hellboy, you should check it out. As I mentioned, Missing Link, I saw that. That was very good. Um, Us, we saw a couple weeks ago. It was good. Dumbo really wasn't that good of a movie, but we kind of have to watch all these Disney things. So we went to see it, and I, I just, it's good, but not great. Uh, Captain Marvel, that's a good flick. I guess. And then Shazam. It's very fun and exciting. So I really uh, think that there are some fairly good movies out recently. But what else have I been doing? All right. So then uh, some movies I've been watching on the DVD player. Last night we watched uh, a great movie called I Capture the Castle is based on a old novel by Dodie Smith and uh, it was very good kind of coming of age story about a girl in England uh, before that we watched The Avengers and not Marvel's The Avengers it was The Avengers movie starring Uma Thurman and Rafe Ines as Emma Peel and John Steed, those famed spies from the 60s show, uh, having actually watched a full season of the Avengers original series, I came to appreciate the movie a little bit more, but it's still pretty terrible, and I just recommend watching the series where the good stuff lives. Um, what else? Okay, before that we watched Veep, and Veep's a good show, I guess. And, uh, it was funny. I laughed. Um, let me pull up here my 
TV time app to kind of walk through some of the television I've been watching lately. So I use this app called TV Time and it tracks everything I watch on TV and uh, normally just new stuff or whatever I'm watching. And so I have a watch list here now that I can tell you what I've been watching. Gotham, we watched that. Good episode, only one left to go, so that's uh, exciting. Uh, Veep, I talked about that. Whiskey Cavalier, it's not a good show, don't watch it. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, it's growing on me. I think the movie's better, but I do like some of what they're doing on that show, so you should check that one out. Superstore, always funny. At Home with Amy Sedaris, which, as I told one person, may be the funniest show on television. Um, just fun, goofy comedy that I enjoy quite a lot. Uh, the New Adventures of Mighty Mouse. Uh, so Jeremy bought this DVD of this show that was on like in the late 80s called The New Adventures of Mighty Mouse. It was one of the first um, jobs of John Kay, who later created Ren and Stimpy. So it kind of has that Ren and Stimpy style, but not quite as far as they were able to go later. So it's kind of funny to see the evolution and how that happened. Roswell, New Mexico. I love the original Roswell series. They've now rebooted it. I'm not super crazy about the reboot, but I watch it anyway out of pure loyalty. A Discovery of Witches. So this came out a few months back, but it's now airing on BBC America. So we are checking it out. So far it is pretty good. Um, if you like witches, vampires, that sort of thing, that's there for you. Teen Titans Go, always a fun time. They had a Easter Bunny episode, which was very funny because the Easter Bunny had this creepy old face, and it was gross. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that's always good for a laugh. Um, so I checked out their latest episode, Saturday Night Live, Emma Stone. Can't go wrong with Emma Stone, so I liked that. Uh, Speechless, the final episode of season three. I'm not sure if they're coming back. They seem very final in this episode. It was a very touching episode and um, reminded me of my youth and when I went off to college. So, well, that's about a week's worth of stuff. I think maybe Tangled Ever After we had a week before. Uh, it was very good. Uh, I think, are they done? Maybe they have a few more episodes to go. Bob's Burgers, great. Yeah, so that's basically everything that I've been watching lately on television. Uh, I can't remember some of the movies we watch. We kind of flip back between movies and television. We're re-watching Dollhouse right now. Um, it's it's an okay show, and I know I really watched that when it came out and was dazzled by it, right? But now on second viewing, eh, it's not quite as exciting, but I do enjoy the show um, and some of the concepts behind there. Well, what else do I do with my life? Um, I'm still going through all my CDs. I'm currently on... The G's, so I got through all the F's finally, and now it's time for G. We've got Gaggy Ta, The Gear, David Garza, Gang of Four again, Game Theory, so good stuff. Oh wait, there's F's there. Fuzz Bubble, Future Clouds, yeah. Somebody messed up my ordering. Oh, I see, I was going backwards, yeah. So I still have a few more F's to go, and then... Um, Geez. So that'll be exciting. Times indeed. I hope you'll be there along for the ride. 
as I go down that road. Other than that, work, I just go to work every day and I come back home. So nothing really to talk about there. I think I'm basically out of stuff to talk to you about. So I hope you've enjoyed this talking only episode of Play Me Some of That. We may do more and more of these episodes as the years go on. And uh, I, I really hone my skills as a public speaker to kind of be here to talk to you about some of the stuff that I'd like to talk to you about. So anyway, I'm going to leave you at that, and you have a wonderful week. I know it's Easter today, so I'm kind of enjoying the day, letting it happen, and then I'll probably eat some ham later on, so that's always a good thing. Well, I am going to leave you with one song, so you're not completely songless today. We're going to hear Brad Marino with his song, Broken Record, which, as I said, I've been quite enjoying. So, to be less of a broken record, thanks for listening, and here's Brad Marino. Searching all around for something true Went clear from here to Timbuktu Till I finally found a friend like you Nah, but I'm not too sure What I'm always searching for But I'm searching each day till the day gets late And I wake up on the floor Buddy, I don't know Just where that river flows Yeah, all I see that's guiding me is the fuzz on the end of my nose. Oh, but I believe in destiny or whatever it is that brought a friend like you to me. So we say...
Monsieur, vous êtes dans une mauvaise passe, mais le bout du tunnel n'est peut-être pas si loin. Entend toujours à jouer les chiches charmants garçons. Elle confond Iggy Ziggy, Johnny Thunders et même Back. Le retour du jeudi avec l'Empire contre-attaque. Et puis quand elle te dit 100% garantie, ta musique ne sera Des blagues, mais elle commence toujours par la fin. Jolie comme un camion, fragile comme le mur de Berlin. Au restaurant, elle commande tout le temps. Compliqué. Pour finir en position latérale de sécurité. guys welcome to jeremy's turn to talk um i'm extremely jealous of jordan's idea to do an all talking podcast um and so what i decided to do was as promised i'm going to break down my stinger that's right that little piece of music we just heard and i'm going to tell you where every piece of it is from so let's um look at it and what i'm going to do is um, just like play it here, and then I'll just try and tell you where things come from. So, the first thing we have is okay, that's not gonna work. Um, basically, we have the song Judy's Turn to Rock. Now, this was by Leslie Gore, who we all know from It's My Party and I'll Cry If I Want To which was featured in Problem Child. <laughs> and that's where everyone knows that song from. Um, so we have Leslie Gore. And I really like Leslie Gore. What is happening here? You could open it in Audacity. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to do that. All right. So basically, we love Leslie Gore. And um, I eventually got a hold of... Well, I downloaded the Bear Family Uber box of Leslie Gore songs. And so a while back, I listened to all those and enjoyed them quite a bit. So this is, of course, Judy's turn to cry. So I decided that that would be really good 
for a base of a joke. And I, in my original show, did do that. And what I did was, I did play, I just sang it as a goof. And I sang, it said, because now it's Jeremy's turn to rock, Jeremy's turn to rock. So that was hilarious and everyone loved it. So the next thing I did was, I decided to make this into a stinger. And I decided that I would find um, the name Jeremy in three different ways. And I would um, mix it up with rock. So um, we'll talk about the next part, which is the rock part. Now this comes from the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Um, I'm not sure. I think, yeah. Um, basically, in the movie, he is SpongeBob. Well, okay. There's these things, the Goofy go Gophers, I think. Goofy Goober. So, in the SpongeBob movie, there's these things called the Goofy Gophers. And they have a theme song. And the theme song of... Okay. No, the Goofy Gophers is a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's these two mice, and they're really funny, and they're like, they're named Macintosh, and they have British um, accents. And so that's a good character. Well, based off that, we have the Goofy Goober song. So, you know, we have here this Goofy Gober. And so in the, it's like a children's show that he likes. And he's, um, you know, watching it. And he loves the show. And then later on in the movie, I think they do a rock version type thing. So here it is. So anyhow, um, later on in the movie, SpongeBob, to get away from some bad guys, sings the Goofy Goober rock version. Let's hear that. So basically, that's the Goofy Goober rock thing in the movie. And I think, and that's like put together by, who is it? Oh, Tom Rothrock and Jim Wise. Now, Jim Wise, he's that improv guy. And Tom Rothrock, he's, um, he's an American musician. He's... um contributed to soundtracks and worked with James Blunt, Foo Fighters, Moby Beck, Badly Drawn Boy, Sloan, Gwen Stefani, Motorhead, all kinds of different people. Um, so that's that. And then, of course, back to um, Jim Wise. And, yep, that's that guy. He's a, uh, you know, he, he played Coach Tugnut on Even Stevens, as well as many, many um, voiceover things. And he was on Quick Wits or something like that in the late 90s, early 2000s. All right, so that's where that part of the song comes from. 
very exciting. So now we're gonna move on to the clips. And in that song, I have three people who say the name Jeremy. And I'm gonna tell you what those are now. I think the first one that we hear is very interesting. And what we're gonna do, <laughs> what we're gonna do is listen to see how, what order they come in. And um, so I'm just gonna load this up into Audacity. And here we go. Okay, so that's. Alright, so that first Jeremy, that was from The Secret of Nim. One of my favorite movies of all time. A lot of people say, oh, that's too dark. Oh, it's that's for kids and stuff like that. But it's actually really good, and it's Don Bluth's first real foray into his own uh, work. And he had, he, Don Bluth is a director, and he used to work at Disney and worked on, like, Pete's Dragon and The Rescuers and stuff like that. And then came about the early 80s, um, he decided he wanted to break off from Disney. And um, he actually, a lot of people think he wanted to break from Disney to sort of go darker and more experimental. The truth is, he actually wanted to go back to what he felt was, you know, the golden age of Disney and, um, you know, ideas of, uh, you know, Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella and, you know, things like that that he felt they were going away from at that time when they were trying to do go into either super cutesy with, like, Fox and the Hound or the dark stuff like Black Cauldron, which they were working on at that time. So he broke off and he did The Secret of Nim. And in The Secret of Nim, there's a character. His name is Jeremy. And he's a crow and he's played by the great um, Dom DeLuise. And, you know, this started a rich tradition of Dom DeLuise being in Don Bluth movies. But anyway, in that scene, Elizabeth Hartman, who plays Mrs. Brisby, um, is asking Jeremy for help because uh, either he's tangled up in a, in a thing or something. I remember it being on a log. I think I just found a random clip on YouTube and copied it from there. Um, so that clip is Mrs. Brisby saying Jeremy. And let's just um, run through and do um, the uh, rate the uh, Don Bluth movies from best to least. All right, so number one, we got The Secret of Nim. Number two definitely has to be Anastasia, which um, that's when he went to 20th Century Fox and they started doing movies. And it was very interesting. And um, I really liked that movie. It has great songs. And they actually made a Broadway musical that just closed not two weeks ago um, on Broadway. And that was um, just as good as that movie, if not better. All right, so we got Secret of Nim, then Anastasia. Then we're gonna do. It's got to be Rockadoodle, because that's just one of the best movies of all time, and I actually just bought it on Blu-ray, so that's why that went there. And then we have an American Tale. Everyone loves Fifle, as I called him as a baby, but really he's Fivevol. Yes, that's right. And um, then we're gonna say it's got to be All Dogs Go to Heaven. Which, that's another big Dom DeLuise one. Along with his laugh-a-buddy, Burt Reynolds. Uh, if you've ever seen Cannonball Run, the end credits, which I have not seen. But I'm sure they're quite good. Anyway, we have, you know, I'm going to go with Titan A.E. after that. That was his last big movie. And that was also with 20th Century Fox in 2000. And then we're going to go with um, Land Before Time, I guess. This is actually one movie that I really remember going to the theater as a kid to see. And the dinosaurs were walking around and being all cute and stuff. And then we're going to drop in Thumbelina because 
you know, I've probably seen that once. And then, of course, there's a troll in Central Park and the pebble and the penguin. And that's probably going to be the order. I didn't really bring in Bartok the Magnificent since that's direct-to-video, so that just goes along with Anastasia. Um, and then, of course, Dragon Slayer, Space Ace, Dragon Slayer 2, Time Warp. Those are all great. They're not movies, though. So those are number one if they're movies. Now, Banjo the Woodpile Cat, that's a short film that he made also. And I own that on DVD. It's really, really good. All right, so that's Don Bluth for you in a nutshell. Let's move on to the next clip. All right, here we go. All right, the second one now is quite uh, controversial for many reasons. And that is that this is from the movie Wedding Crashers. Yes, the Hollywood film Wedding Crashers, starring Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Oh, wow, Owen Wilson, wow, okay. So, um, it also features Isla Fisher as Vince Vaughn's, um, I guess, fiancé? I don't know, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. But I remember that his character's name was Jeremy, and um, it really affected me every time that she would say the name Jeremy, because she has that weird half-Australian um, accent, and it's obnoxious to hear people say your name in a weird way. So that's always remembered me. She played Gloria Cleary. And she was betrothed to Jeremy Gray, Vince Vaughn. So that um, clip comes from, I think, a part where he's, like, proposing to her or something. I don't know. I found it on a random clip on YouTube over three years ago. So how could I possibly know that? So um, Wedding Crashers opened on July 15th, 2005 from New Line Cinema, and it made $285 million worldwide on a $40 million budget, and is credited uh, with reviving R-rated comedies, which we can all agree was a terrible thing to happen. All right, so let's move on and play the last part. Okay, so that last one is a song, actually. And it's by a group called Pearl Jam. Yes, that's right. A group I have very little knowledge of, nor do I even care that they exist. But they have a song called Jeremy. It's quite famous. A lot of people have talked to me about it. And every time, I'm really glad because I think a song about, like, a murderous little boy is definitely something you want to be associated with. So let's see what album that's from, and if there's something about the uh, meaning of that song, because I've looked it up before, but let's find out. Okay. And so I also got that from just a YouTube video, and okay. So the song Jeremy is by Pearl Jam. Uh, the lyrics are by Eddie Vedder and music by bassist Jeff Ament. And it um, came out in 92, the third single from their debut album, 10, which came out in 1991. So um, basically, here we go. It was inspired by a newspaper article about Jeremy Wade Dell who shot himself in front of his English class on January 8th, 1991. So that's pretty good. All right. I'm not really going to look into this because that's a dark subject to bring up, and I'm sorry that I ever brought it up in the first place. So there we go. That's Jeremy. Now, it's actually based on two different stories. So we have another story where... It was a student that Vetter knew in junior high. And, okay, so he, like, did the same thing. And so it's about, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, it's a hard subject, but sometimes you got to talk about that stuff. Right, Eddie? Right. 
Wow, Eddie Vedder was here. That was amazing. All right, well, so that ends Jeremy's turn to talk. I apologize profusely for everything I ever did. And I will now cede the rest of my time to the senator from Rhode Island. His name is Jordan. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Okay, um, uh, uh, in the break, Jordan called me Jaybird, which reminded me of Jade Bird. And um, that was a cool artist who I just found. She's British, and she was on Jimmy Fallon. Um, but I had already seen her on... I was... No, it was Jimmy Fallon. And I had seen her on... I was flipping through the channels, which I never do, and went on MTV, I guess, or actually what used to be Palladia. Anyway, I saw her interviewed, and she played some songs. And I was like, wow, this is cool. So here's Jade Bird with... Um, the song she sang on Jimmy Fallon, it's called I Get No Joy. Military march, in and out my head, everything I did, everything I say, yeah, take it to the arch, be your happiness, or spend it like a lock, sing it for nothing. I, I, I get no Together and apart, do it all again. Wrap it to the star, straight up to the end. I'm such a fool, got everything in you. Yeah, my heart is a blue, I'm singing for nothing. I, I get no I swear that I don't pay attention if I did would intervention come to me in a dream Or is that just what the directors and the pills and all the deflectors would have you believe Psychotic, hypnotic, erotic, which parts is your thing? But how many days a week do you feel? Electric, connected, unexpectedly affected, what do you need? What do you need? I get no joy I get no joy All the words of mother's sake, I see, I get them out my head, everything because 